Okay. Okay. Hi. Hello. Hi there. And welcome to another episode. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Go Get Your Girl. Um, I'm Katie. My name is Emma. And this is the podcast where two friends give their lives a makeover by <laughs> weekly meet cuting, verbally running to the airport about a different movie each week. That's oh my right. God. Yeah. We're discussing rom-coms. Uh-huh. Yeah. My Let's next okay. One. Do you have more? Do you have, no, no, hold on. Wait. Should we just I've got do, three. Should we just do the next one next episode? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. All right. So, so that's that one. So once again, I'm Emma. It's there's no way that one's going to be my favorite, no matter what else. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to keep on coming up with different intros so that each time it's a new intro of some okay, sort of cheesy thing. Okay. That I've okay. written for this. Love that. Love that. Love that hustle. Thanks so much. I'm a creative. That's what they told me when I was playing basketball because I was terrible at basketball. <laughs> so like, good hustle. Like you tried. Mm, like me, me and both my sisters are like six feet tall and my dad wanted us to play basketball so badly and all of us were so terrible at it. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Because if anything, like if you're tall, that's the one thing that you can probably bet on. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, at least they can play basketball. But we're all pretty uncoordinated. Yeah. <laughs> So now you're just tall to get stuff off a shelf. Yeah, like a like a baby giraffe. Um, like a you know, baby giraffe. <laughs> too tall for its own good. Slipping around right. on amniotic fluid. <laughs> Anyways, on to today's topic. So today we are discussing everyone's favorite spooky season rom-com. However, re-watching this, would you classify... I'm sorry. Your husband just texted me, and what I did feel he like say? I I hate so much to interrupt us once <laughs> that we've. Is he listening? Ah, uh, yeah, he's in the next room while we're recording. He's in the next... <laughs> he sent me a photo of what I can only imagine. It, oh no! What is what's what's going on here? That's listeners, but you cannot see. Is I went through a lot of hobbies as a child for the outfit. And this was when I lived in New Canaan, Connecticut, and all my friends were playing softball. And I was like, that looks like a cute outfit. So I joined softball for a season for the outfit. Listeners, that- <laughs> it is not a good outfit. <laughs> it was in 2000. Um, you're adorable, but I um, please don't take this the wrong way. When I saw the preview image, mm-hmm. I assumed it was Charlie <laughs> and not you that it was a photo of. And when I opened it, I saw it was a baseball bat. And obviously that couldn't have been Charlie because Charlie, famously British. Famously British. Charles Blunt, fun of, friend of the pod. Once you open it, <laughs> um, once you open it up, you can see that that is. Um, <laughs> I have. An how, so how were you at softball? Were you, were you good at it? No, I was very bad. My I hated it, too, because I was just yeah. there for the ensemble. And so I would go out, I would be put in the outfield and then I just go out there and I'd sit down. (laughs) And then when it was my turn to bat, I, I learned pretty early on that sometimes if the pitcher's just bad, you get what's called a ball. Oh yeah. And Mm -hmm. so you don't have to swing. And so I would just not, you would never swing. So you didn't have what my basketball coach would call hustle. No, I would just stand there. Yeah. No, I I was playing a mind game, and I was trying. How did 
How did that work for you? How often did you get a walk? I was trying to outsmart the pitcher and the other team. Oh, God. Well, I got I got an award at the end of the season because everyone got an of award. Of course. That's what's wrong with our generation. Mine was... Exactly. Mine was most improved. Yeah. Yeah. I also got most improved uh, the one uh, season I played basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I guess we can both say we played a season of the sport and we sucked. Yes. 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 Baseball and basketball play such an integral role in the movie that we're discussing today. That's right, folks. You guessed it. Here, Practical Magic is the name of the movie. Yeah. Six minutes in. 1998. My first note is 1998. It was a very good year. Oh, was it? It was a very good. It was. I always think of 1998 as like a milestone okay. year, I guess, because I was yeah. 10. But yeah, 1998 was a great year for fashion, for movies. Mm-hmm. Cruel Intentions, I think, is 98. Yeah, a lot of greats are 98. I will say when I. Did Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls come out in 1998? I wouldn't be surprised. That sounds right. Yeah, 1998. A lot of things. It sounds right to put it to 1998. When Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls came out, I thought that was the best song that had ever been recorded. I mean, it's a pretty solid jam. I remember I played it it for my mom in the car. I was like, Mom, you have to listen to this song. It's the best song ever. And she was not impressed. I was going to say, did she love it? Did she then become a... Did she go Goo Goo for Goo Goo Dolls? Did she go Gaga for Goo Goo Dolls? The Goo Dolls called the Gagas. No, the the Gagas. The the Dollies. No, the Dolly. Um, you're you're right. It's the Dollies. It's the dollies. Yeah. Anyways, so as per usual, when watching these rom coms, a lot of times it's forcing my husband to watch movies that he has not seen, and he has seen this, but he half watched it before. He uh-huh. actually really watched it this okay, time. Good. And as I press play, because uh, it's streaming on Hulu. I press play. Oh, did it play with it commercials? Starts. No, it didn't. Oh, Even God. better. Yeah. It starts and a thing comes up on the screen and it says, in space, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> it started playing An Alien. ad for Alien? No, it started playing the movie oh, the Alien. the movie Some Alien. Some sort of glitch oh, happened and it started playing Alien. Because we, that, I think that was the last thing we watched. That's, that's a very different for movie. For a hot yeah. second. Practical magic could have been alien. Yeah. We should have a segment of like what, I mean, you don't, Charlie obviously doesn't have to watch every movie that we watch for this podcast, but if Charlie did watch the movie, we should have a segment of Charlie's opinion on it. And by which I mean, you should tell us what Charlie thinks. (laughs) Oh yes. Yes, I will. Because he's got some thoughts. Boy, oh boy. What else did he, there's a few notes in here that he said that he said out loud that I wrote down. Jumping forward, you know, before we even get into it, he would really like to know if this movie is in the Frogs extended universe. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to require a lot of context for the listeners. Yeah. Frogs is a great 70s horror film. 70s that we watch at our friend of the pod, Madison's house. And as a part of like, because Madison would host these like scary movie nights and each like season was themed so this was like summer spooks and it was like fourth of july themed and um it takes place over a fourth of july weekend where surprisingly by the name of the title uh everything in the swamp in this movie 
But yeah. the frogs do the murder. Yeah, yeah. The the frogs just watch the murders. So that it's it's a classic in this house. Because there's frogs in, in Practical sure. Magic. That's why. There's the frogs are used for horror purposes in this movie and in and in uh the movie yep. Frogs. And in both cases, they yep. don't do anything. They're just there for ambiance. Exactly. Um, exactly. Okay. So Practical Magic. Let's get to the recap. Practical Magic, <laughs> 1998, directed by Griffin Dunn, who is uh, an, mostly an actor. I looked at his IMDb page. I haven't seen any of the other movies he's directed. He's got kind of like a bizarre filmography. He's related to Joan Didion. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was... It's a fun little fact that I found yeah. out. R.I.P. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Um, and uh, who's yeah? He's he's from um, he's from uh, After Hours, uh, the Scorsese movie, like the. I didn't see that, Katie. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's it's like the weird Scorsese comedy from the eighties. Um, yeah, I watched it uh, during like lockdown. It's it's fine. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's uh, Sandy Bullock, Nicole Kidman, Diane Weiss. Stockard Channing uh, as the two aunts. Um, and we've got Aiden Quinn uh, as, I suppose, I mean, here's the thing. Like, is this movie a rom-com? That's it's, the big question. It's very strange because it's it's got a lot. It's got some horror in it. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of drama in it. Yep. Um, and the romance, like, I noted Aiden Quinn doesn't join the movie until an hour in. Like, more than half oh the movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. I noted that, too. Yeah. I paused the movie. Yeah. And also, uh, let's not forget uh, Goran Vishnich. Yeah. Which I Googled how to say it. Oh, very good. Very good. I, I It yeah. flowed out of your mouth naturally. Famous from ER from the 90s. Wow. And for being hot in a scary Eastern European kind of way. Yeah. But uh, several times uh, throughout this movie watching it, I wrote down, this is not a rom-com. This is a sister com. It's absolutely a sister com. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a platonic com. It's a platonic you know? com. Um, Your favorite. Yeah, it's well. I mean, rom coms are my favorite, yeah. but I do love a, a platonic comedy also. How could you not? Um, yeah. So the movie, the let's uh, yeah, t- tell us about the plot, okay. Emma. So, Practical Magic, take you back. We open up on. I'm assuming Massachusetts, and then I did research and learned it actually was Massachusetts, even though it was filmed in Washington and California. But um, it's a place with pilgrims. And you've got the Sandy Bullock and Nicole Kidman's ancestor, whatever her name was. She, she, <laughs> I think it's Maria or Marie. Yeah. Uh, and she's yeah, a witch right, yeah. and she's kind of a slut. And all the pilgrims, especially the pilgrim well, ladies. Thinking, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but one thing no, that I, I noted was that like they don't really slut shame her. They don't like, slut at least shame the her. ants don't. The ants they are narrating it, uh, because mm-hmm. Stockard Channing and Diane Weiss are narrating the story at first, telling young Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman the story. And like, you know, well, the the ladies of the town were mad because Marie Maria like slept with all these these um these women's husbands yeah. but they think that's cool and based and like don't don't judge her for that which I really yeah, appreciate but boy oh boy do they judge Jillian when she's slipping around mm-hmm. anyways so we open up on this and it's this scene with Stucker Channing doing the um the voiceover explaining the history of why their family is cursed it's because Marie had her heart broken and therefore no what's their last name <laughs> it's Jillian 
<laughs> and Sally. And Sally. Uh, Owens. And Jeff. Owens. 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 No yes, Owens yes, yes. woman can ever fall in love, or if they do fall in love, the guy, whoever is cursed to fall in love with them, will die some horrific young death. So that's what happens. Yeah, you'll, to they'll hear the Jillian. death watch beetle and know that yep. he's going to die. Yeah, exactly. And so that's where we then we're flash forward to little Nicole Kidman, little um, little Jillian, and little uh, what's her name? Oh my God, Sandra Bullock's character, Sally. Sally, and Sally. Um, played by Camilla Bell. And they're like, I'll never fall in love. And their mom has just died. And they now live with their aunts. And they're like, oh, there's no rules. Their dad and mom both died. Their mom and dad both died. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. Um, I'm assuming the mom died from a broken heart. Oh, yeah. She died of a broken heart. They say that's what they say. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. And so, yeah. So then we spend a little bit of their childhood growing up in this fantastical house with their like very eccentric aunts and who it's like a dream for like a kid to like it's like um you know this book is not for children obviously but it's a very much like storybook child magic kind of opening where it's like in this house we eat brownies for breakfast you know it's very (laughs) um yeah it's it's a it's a lot yeah Uh, yeah (laughs) and so we follow them we have like little flashbacks we see a little scene of um them playing in their backyard and the local kids come by and um little jillian's like hey want to play and then they start this little rhyme which you know comes back a couple times which is which which you're a bitch how original and then they throw stones at jillian wait are they saying bitch yeah i thought they were just saying which which you're a witch no that's whenever it's for television then that's what it gets changed to. But the oh. actual thing is, which which you're a bitch. Oh, yeah. If you watch wow. their lips, I wonder. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I, I. I think I mean I obviously didn't. I didn't watch it on television, but I um. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice. I mean, or an airplane, or any place that they would like. Well, I was also it. not on an airplane watch. <laughs> Anyways, so, and then we flash. This is, a, this is a casual podcast, but it's not that casual. Not that casual. <laughs> I watch my movies and take notes. And then we see what the aunts do for a living, which is they help the ladies in town with their personal affairs, aka their loves lives. And this really sad lady comes in and she's like, I don't care. I just want him to leave his wife and love me. She's obviously having an affair with a married woman. They take out a bird. She kills the bird. And, um, yeah, married man. And, uh, you see Sally going, I'll never fall in love. I'll never fall in love. I'll never fall in love. And then Jillian frothing at the mouth going, I can't wait to fall in love. She just like me for real. (laughs) So then little baby Jillian or Sally, a.k.a. Camilla Bell, comes up with the spell where apparently all you do is, and I used to do this a lot as a kid because I watched this movie, go around to little to different rose bushes in their greenhouse and just take a petal and like say the wish on the petal. And then there's this beautiful shot of them holding a bowl and petals going up into the sky and it's this spell that she's making and Jillian's like why if you never want to fall in love are you making the spell and she's like well I'm just making the perfect man so that I can never fall in love and then she's making it impossible exactly. for this man to exist exactly. yeah he has 
He has, one you know, green his, eye, it, one blue. Yeah. He can flip pancakes in the air. His favorite yeah. shape is a star. I've seen this movie too many times. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, oh, also, I will say, um, one thing of note is that the Owens family, for some reason, breeds like puppies in my eyes. There's always two girls, one yeah. red hair, one dark brown. It doesn't matter what genetics says. <laughs> that's the way it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. Because magic. I mean, it is magic. Like, all of it's magic. Like, there's, I yeah. mean, like, and the thing, so, and, like, it really, like, a lot of, a lot of stuff happens in, like, the first, like, 30 minutes of this movie. Oh, yeah. Really. A like, lot so, of exposition. Yeah. Um, and then you yeah. see um, they're now teenagers in high school, I'm assuming. And Sally's a little nerd. She's wearing, and we know that because she's wearing glasses. And Jillian's mm-hmm. super cool. And we know that because she's running away with her boyfriend. And... Yeah. <laughs> Although there's no rules in the house. I don't know why she's running away. Sally's sad that they're never going to like see each other. And Jillian's like, no, we're going to grow old together. We're going to die together within a giant house of cats. Well, that's the thing. Cause like they both know that the curse exists. So mm-hmm. they are kind of resigned to the fact that if they ever do fall in love, then that man is going to die. Yeah. So they expect to end up like their aunts, you know, Just widowed. Old. And old and living together, yeah. um, uh, absent, absent love, yeah. which is, uh, which is interesting because also, because like they seem even as, as, as teenagers, they seem like that they're kind of okay with that, yeah. which is again, a point in the like favor of like, this is not a movie about like romance. It's yeah. a movie about sisterhood yeah. or, or friendship, honestly, yeah. because like they really are there. I mean, they're, I mean, they're sisters obviously, but they're also best friends. Yeah. And it's just. It's so refreshing just to see that such a lovely sisterhood um, yeah. and not them like, you know, hating on each other. But, um, yeah. but yeah, then uh, Jillian's like, well, no, we're going to make this promise. And then she has her young, I'm assuming football player boyfriend throw up a knife and she cuts her hand and she cuts Sally's hand. She goes, your blood, my blood. And then they clasp their hands together and go, our blood, which cannot be sanitary. Um, and then we flash forward. You ever done a, you, you ever done a blood oath with somebody? <laughs> um, I, no. <laughs> yeah? I'm going to say that's a, that's a hard pass. I did in high school, yeah. You, di- you did a blood oath? Uh-huh, yeah. Did you get any infections? <clears throat> No, no, my, it was me and my, my friends, Hunter and Caroline and, uh, Brad, um, we made a, uh, both a promise and a pact as we called it, a pract, a pract to, yeah, to not, uh, to not screw anyone, either anyone over. That was uh-huh. the, that was the guidelines of it, that we wouldn't screw anybody over. So high school. And we took, we had staplers and we stapled our thumbs, oh my God. which was, just a ridiculous. It would have been way easier to just cut just it with a, a knife. knife or something. But or like even like we were, a nail we did this, spot cutter. We did this in class, I should say. Like we took the stapler, we put our thumb on the hole where the staple came out, and then pushed it to where the staple went in, like half an inch or whatever. What? What even? And did your teacher see or? No, no. This was like. Okay, so all four of us were, like, really good friends, and we decided to take this – way off topic. Decided to take this class together. We're like – 20 minutes in. we had class together because we were in French class together, and we were all friends. And then we said, hey, why don't we take a class together next semester that's super easy so we can just goof off all day? And so we decided to take hospitality, 
which wasn't on like the main high school campus. It was on the vocational campus. So it was like a walk down there. And it was us and a bunch of other people who didn't want to take a serious class. Like it was the class where like we would go on field trips to like hotels and Cracker Barrel and stuff. And it was just, it was a, it was was a, it was a joke class. I don't know. Um, Like ostensibly it was about like hotel management and stuff. It was for kids who weren't going to go to college and we took it um, because we figured it would be, we wouldn't have to pay attention and we could just goof off all the time. And I got to be because we didn't do any of the assignments. Hey, I mean, that's kind of, kind of tracks. I'm pretty sure Caroline and Hunter both got B's and Brad got an A because that's who he was. Exactly. Anyways. So they do the blood oath and then we flash forward again. And now it's, kind of modern day we're seeing like adult sally and adult jillian you guessed it jillian's still a slut and whoa whoa. (laughs) in a in the very best way i mean i still idolize jillian owens she's a fashion icon she is a sex icon i mean are you a jillian or a sally i want to be a jillian so very bad but in reality i am a sally I was definitely a Sally when I was younger, and I uh, I think that I'm uh, becoming a Jillian as mm. I as I get older. I think uh, that's what I hope, at least. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, I mean, the older that I get, the more and more I'm becoming one of the aunts, or even better, the, <laughs> one of the cats. Um, oh, okay, okay, the, sure, yeah. The cats really were the scene stealers of that movie. Let's be real here. Now we see adult Jillian and adult Sally just living their best lives. Um, well, Jillian's living her best life. Sally's living with the Jillian's aunts. hanging out by the pool, wearing the tiniest sunglasses you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Because it's 1998, she has a tankini on. Oh, no, no, it's not. It's not 1998. It's like, ni- I would say 1988. Really? Because Sally Sally hasn't met her husband yet. <gasps> oh! Because how old is Evan Rachel Wood? Evan Rachel Wood's like, I would say 12. She's got to be like 10. Yeah, 10 at the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's like 1986 because like she's with Jimmy Angela for I think a long time, like years. I would imagine she's off and on with him maybe. I was going to say, that took him a long time. If he was like a serial killer, like that took him a long time to attempt to murder her. You know, it's possible that it it wasn't thought out that well and it doesn't quite make (laughs) sense. Because this movie, this movie is so, is so vibes. Like this movie is so much about like the look. It's Mm -hmm. about the, it's about like the female friendship. It's about Mm -hmm. the, it's about the magic. And like the, the plot details are a little sketchy. Yeah. They're all over. Because yeah, that didn't occur to me until just now. But yeah, she's with Jimmy and Angelov before Sally meets her (laughs) husband and her kids are like, like, like 10 12. or 12. Yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah. they don't do anything to like make you think it's a different time. You think it forever yeah. in this universe is just always 1998. It's just always well, oh, oh, You know, here's the other thing. Um, it's also implied that Diane Weiss and Stacker Channing are very, very old. Yes. Because they wear like clothes from 1914. Like they just walked up the Titanic. Well, and then like some, some of the people like say like they don't mm-hmm. age. So it's also because, po- you know, they, it's also possible that, you know, once you become an adult, you kind of stop aging or for a while as a as a witch. So, like, maybe they're, you know, 40 when they look, you know, yeah. 28 or however old the actors were when they made this movie. And we just have no idea. Yeah. 
And that was done intentionally because of that. Um, I read that the costuming for the aunts was intentional for them, for you to think that they've been around since like the 1900s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Diane Weiss has got like the hat with like the scarf right? wrapped around it. And, and like stuff. the little like yeah. Yeah. the sticky thing. Yeah. The the parasol that Stockard Channing is carrying. Ugh, yeah. Just vibes. I mean, there's a reason why every girl that loves a cozy fall loves practical yeah. magic. And that is because this movie it's vibes. Yeah. It's vibes. So really the synopsis, who cares? <laughs> well, I mean, like, we can we can we can we can do it a lot faster. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyways. So Sally yes. falls in love with this man. Yes. Um, he She hears the Death Watch beetle, and there's this really, like, tragic scene where she's trying to find the beetle in the house, and, and if she thinks, like, if she can kill the beetle, maybe he won't die. She and tears up her beautiful wood floors. Beautiful oh God, wood I floors. I know. He gets hit by a truck and dies. Yeah. Also, you you skipped over the this kiss. Scene. Oh my god, yes. That's when she meets Faith him. Hill. It's Faith Hill's this kiss. Yeah, I wrote it in huge letters in yeah. my notes. Yeah. Oh, iconic Mm -hmm. and she like runs and my note for that scene is wait have they talked yet no (laughs) they they later say the ants like cast a spell to to make them like not necessarily fall in love but like they they cast a spell that made them like you know admit their feelings to each other and skip the like the all the other stuff you know yeah and and yeah yeah, it plays this kiss by faith hill which this movie i guess like launched that song like it was on the soundtrack and everything like Um, and this soundtrack oh my God, is so good. Sponsored by Stevie, Stevie Nicks. <laughs> it's got Joni, Joni Mid- Mitchell. Case of You by Joni Mitchell. Elvis uh, Presley singing uh, You Were Always on My Mind, obviously. That's Elvis Presley? That's Elvis singing that, yeah. I always thought it was, I always thought it was some sort of Transylvanian artist <laughs> because Jimmy was really into it. And I was like, I don't know what this song is. <laughs> It was Elvis, yeah. I mean, the song it's it, the song is more famous, sung by Willie Nelson, but that version is Elvis singing it, yeah, that he's singing. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, and then of course the best musical moment in the movie is uh, Midnight Margaritas. Uh, you put the lime yes. in the coconut. The lime in the coconut. Yeah, but we're getting absolutely. ahead of ourselves again. Yes. So then I feel like you're much better at the synopsis. I just go on and on and on. What happens next, Katie? Okay, I can take over. So um, husband dies, uh, Sally and her daughters, who are Evan Rachel Wood and some other girl. Some other chick, no one knows. Move back into the amazing house that Stocker Channing and Diane Weiss live in. And and Sally is like, we're going to be doing homework. We will not be eating brownies for breakfast. She's a real killjoy. And she's like, no fucking magic. Because magic is bad and it killed my husband. No magic. No magic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Exactly. Can I pause for a little side fun fact about the house? So a little fun fact about the house. Because this movie is all vibes and the director and everyone the who like made this movie knew what it was. They didn't use a real house. They built that house. It is a shell of a house that they built on this island town off the coast of Washington. And all the interiors were done on a soundstage in um, Los Angeles. However, let me get my little fun facts thing. The, the house was built on an Indian, Indian burial ground. Whoa. No digging was allowed, 
which is one reason why the home was only a shell. This was also the reason that the house was torn down as soon as filming finished. Oh, that's so sad. Right? That's it not does real. not exist. It's such a beautiful, it's iconic house. If you, if you like saw this movie on TV when you were a kid and don't remember anything else, you remember, you remember the house. That. Like it's the most famous yeah. thing in this movie. Yeah. It's this beautiful, like Victorian, gorgeous, gothic, like right on the edge of the water. A million rules. rooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Garden with the rose trellis and the gazebo and the greenhouse. Ugh. The house is the white sweater from When Harry Met Sally of this movie. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, so yeah, that's a segment. What's every yeah. episode? What's the white sweater of this movie? It's the house. The house yeah. is just vibes. This is the house. The yeah. house was so iconic and so amazing that Barbara Streisand called the director after this movie premiered, um, inquiring where that house was so that she could buy it. Babs called Griffin Dunn. Babs called Griffin Dunn. Babs called Griffey? And was like, where can I get this house? I'm here for the Stevie Nicks witchy vibes. And they're like, hey, but that was on an Indian burial ground. Yeah. Maybe they just told that to Barbara Streisand. Maybe that's all a con on Barbara Streisand because they didn't want her to have it. (laughs) No one can. Like the people on the island are like, no, Barbara Streisand is not allowed to move to this island and build her mall underground. (laughs) You know about Barbara Streisand's mall, right? No. Tell me about Barbara Streisand's mall. Oh, my mall. God. Emma. Oh, my God. Okay. So, underneath Barbara Streisand's house, she built a mall. What? And there's... Yes. So, in Barbara Streisand's house, you get in the elevator, and you go down to, like, the sub-basement, and it's a mall with little stores. It's like... I don't know what stores like Banana Republic and J. Crew, or I mean, they're probably like way more expensive than that. It's probably like, you know, um, whatever, Barney's and wherever Barbara Streisand shops. Versace. People are paid to work in the store that only she and I presume her friends shop in. What? So she goes, she wants, so like she can't go to a, she loves going to a mall, which same. Yeah, same. And, she, but she can't go to a mall because she's Barbara Streisand. Oh my god! Um, and um, so she built a mall that's just for her, and she can she can like shop like I mean she owns everything there. Like there, there's the stores like just stock this this the stuff for her, and she goes and she picks out the little things that she wants, and she has the shopping experience. But like she's the only one there. Does she check out? And I assume there's like there's a, I mean I don't if know. She's already paid for it. Like, this is all from, like, some magazine article that's, like, 10 or 15 years old. So I think that it's probably there. You, If you Google Barbara Streisand Mall, un- Underground Mall, and you'll be able to find it. Yes, I am doing that now. Dear listener. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's it's amazing. Um, like, I get it, but, like. Can you imagine, like, working in the mall that Barbara, underneath Barbara Streisand's house? Like, what is your schedule? Yeah. Like, are you full-time? Are you part-time? Do you, do you just, like, hang around until she comes down there? Like. I guess. And otherwise you're just, you're, you're a mole person. Yeah. What if you like, I mean, is there like a Starbucks down there? Is there a food court? Uh, probably. Is there a, is there a Sparrow? I wonder if there's a Panda Express. Is there a Panda Express? <laughs> is there some poor, poor employee standing around with samples that no one will ever eat because it's Barbara Streisand? Uh, anyway. Uh, um, uh, oh. Here we go. Barbara Streisand uh, uh, Underground Mall. The story of the shopping mall in Barbara Streisand's house. There you go. There's a doll shop, a sweet shop, a gift shop, 
an antique clothing shop. Yeah. Oh a my doll shop. God, this is insane. There is a frozen yogurt of store. There is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Lady Gaga has been there. So has Ryan Murphy. Yeah. And yeah. I presume Josh Brolin has been there. It's her stepson. Oh yeah, Josh Brolin. Oh, what a fun fact. Yeah, Josh Brolin's stepmom is uh, Barbara Streisand. What a fun little fact. Anyways, what happens next in Practical Magic? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're going to cut all this out. None of this is making no, the episode. and this is making the episode. <laughs> so, yes. Husband dies. She moves back in there and is like, no magic, no fun. Um, I'm going to be sad now. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, Nicole Kidman is dating um, Goran uh, Vishnich, who is uh, an extremely scary guy. Um, who, like, beats her up and stuff. But a little sexy. Super. Oh, my God. He's so hot. He's super hot. And there's this one moment. Oh, my God. There's this one moment because you inspired me with looking into the subtext of uh-huh. movies, which, you know, I should already be doing. But there was a moment where Jimmy, Jimmy, re- he looks at her in that first scene when she's just like, I just got to go to the bathroom. And he's like, let's go together. And she's like, I just got to go to the bathroom. And it, like, stops on a shot of his face and he genuinely looks like he loves her yeah like genuinely genuinely like is just infatuated head over heels in love and then it's all downhill i mean she's also nicole kidman in 1998 and like how can you not who by the way in this movie (laughs) sandra bullock only needed two or three takes Nicole Kimmon just came off of Eyes Wide Shut with Stanley Kubrick. Oh, Jesus. She needed about 70. Well, I mean, that's what she was used to, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah, that, that was a nightmare. So. I mean, I think all, this, all the, the Stanley Kubrick movies were nightmares to shoot because he was um, an yeah. insane person. But uh, I remember, like, yeah. being a kid and, like, because I was obsessed with movies when I was a kid, like, reading Entertainment Weekly. It's like, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman are still trapped in London shooting Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> They've been there for 18 months shooting this movie. Just sex scene after yeah. sex scene after yeah, sex scene. Yeah. I've never seen Eyes Wide Shut, actually. I mean, I, neither yeah. have I. I kind of refuse to because Tom Cruise just weirds yeah, me out. That's fair. Anyways, so practical yeah, yeah, yeah. magic. So, um, so he's obviously very scary and very possessive and yeah. uh, kind of hot. Yeah. And she's drugging yeah. him. She puts Belladonna in his tequila to knock him out so she can, like, do anything away from him. And then... Yeah. Um, Back over to Sandy, who is when, like, the phone rings and everybody's like, oh, it's Jillian. Because they have this, like, connection. All of them do. Yeah. They yeah. feel it. They're yeah. witchy. And, um. Witches. She, uh, she's like, I need your help. Come get me. So Sandra Bullock, you know, flies across the country and gets in a car. And they, um, she's like, okay, we're leaving. We're going. And Nicole Kimmons like, okay, I, I lost my, my necklace. Where's my necklace? It must be in the car. And she goes to get it. And Jimmy is in the car and he holds her hostage and he's like, get in the car and you drive Sandra Bullock. And they're driving and they have this like psychic connection thing in the mirror where she's like, put the poison in the tequila. And so she poisons him and he he's trying to kill uh, Nicole Kimmy. He's trying to brand her on the face um, with his uh, on the on the leg. Oh, on the leg. Oh, the, the, the one that died was on the face. Yeah, yeah. He's trying yeah. to brand her on the leg and he's choking her and then he finally dies, passes out. Well, I dies. Love you! Yeah. Yeah. 
You are always on my mind. Yeah, and he's singing You're Always on My Mind by Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they like they freak out and they're like, we're going to go to jail. And we're like, well, why don't we use magic to bring him back to life so he won't be dead and we won't go to jail? And she's like, yeah, but they come back wrong. That's because when her husband died, she asked Stocker Channing and Diane Weiss to bring her husband back from the dead. And they're like, we're not going to do that because mm-hmm. they come back. They, they won't come back right. And she's like, it doesn't, he doesn't have to come back right. He was an asshole. It's fine. As long as, long as, as he's, he comes back. Well, as long as we're not murderers because they're not yeah. doing it for him. Yeah. They're doing it so that Sandy can keep, keep her kids. Nicole Kidman doesn't care about him. Yeah. You know, she's yeah. over it. Um, yeah. So if he, you know, loved her, you know, that's one-sided. I don't think that Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. like at least by at the point that where he is trying to kill her, she's not yeah. like, there. it's not this, you know, cliche of mm-hmm. uh, of the woman who is, you know, mistreated by the man and is com- still defending him and loving him and everything. No. She's, no. she's Jilly, not attached to him at all. Jilly Owens is just there for the vibes. Mm-hmm. Jilly Owens is just anywhere for the vibes. Yeah. You know, until the vo- those vibes are murder, Jilly yeah. Owens is there. <laughs> so they decide that they're going to use a spell to bring him back from the dead. Really cute scene. <laughs> well, no, I think it's adorable whenever the they're um Sandra Bullock's with the whipped cream and making the pentagon yeah. and then she just like she's talking and talking and she's like explaining the spell to Jillian and then she just takes a, a finger full of whipped cream off of this corpse. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's a choice. Yeah. So it um it it doesn't work and they uh bury him in the well, well yeah. yeah. It, he comes back, yeah. but he does come back very wrong, yeah. like zombie. Yeah. So it's a it's a zom rom com basically. Zom rom com, yeah. sister com. Yeah. Uh, and um, but they don't realize that he's back at first, and um, then a cop shows up, played by Aiden Quinn, and this is the love interest. Um, and like, how, how long did it take you to notice that he had two different colored eyes the first time you watched this? I guess it's hard because you were a kid, right? Because I did not see this movie as a kid. Did you not? I watched it no. religiously as a kid. Like, yeah. I think I may have seen this in theaters. Oh, really? I think my mom may have taken me when I was 10. Yeah. I was obsessed with this movie. I loved it. And uh, it, but I, you know, because I was 10, didn't catch it until that final scene when they're making out. And then she's like looking at him and she goes, one, one green eye, one blue. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he's the man that she that she uh, you know drew, drew to her. Oh, we haven't even gotten to the possession. Yeah, yet. Oh, there's a, oh my god, there's so much. There's so much plot this in this has movie. So much, yeah. but like it snips. Yeah, like yeah. It, it happens as fast. So as we're he's invade. He's investigating the debt, the the disappearance of Jimmy Angelov. He you know thinks that you know he's there because they're really bad at crime. Like they're ju- they just left his yeah. car in their driveway, and yeah. Sandra Bullock realizes that she can't lie to him. It's very cute. Presumably because of this, because of the spell, like she can't lie. Yeah, her kids love him. Yeah, because he can flip pancakes yeah. in the shape of um, cacti. And he's like in, in, talking to the townspeople, and they're all like, "They're witches. They're witches. We hate them." <laughs> the townspeople hate these people. It's awful. Like, how does her store do any business? Like, everybody hates her. Because her magic worked. Yeah, that's that's true. They do use it. Like that's the thing. Like these people, they all they're mean to them, but they 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 take what they give them. You know, they come to them when they need them, which like comes like back nicely at the end. 
but we'll get there in a second. Question. So the guy in that scene when he, what's his name is like interrogating all the townspeople. And... She's like, put the cream on your deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was the cream for? I think that it's supposed to regrow hair on your it's head. It's supposed but to be hair loss, right? But yeah. you don't put but you don't put the cream on your head. You put the cream on your dick and it makes the hair on your head grow. I was is the confused. only thing that I can get out of that. As yeah. a child, for some reason that made sense to me, but as an adult, uh-huh. I find a lot of holes in that. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not an airtight movie, I would say. No. no. Uh-huh. Much like her dating uh, uh, Jimmy Angela for 12 years. Yeah, especially cuz he like wouldn't let her sleep he just wanted to bang all the time what did they do for yeah. work can you imagine like how exhausting no right? wonder she drugged like, him she's so sore too I like know. jesus christ i mean goodness <clears throat> like it's all right for a while like yeah, a, few months, a few months you know like and fun. then like you know but, like they're also like driving all over the country and she does say whenever sandra bullock comes to get her um she's just like we've been driving for weeks and i was like from yeah. where <laughs> why it's never explained like i guess you you haven't read the book right i read the book but when i was 10 oh you read the book you know it's it's funny i didn't see the movie because it's exactly the kind of movie i would have wanted to see when i was a kid so i have no idea why i didn't see it did you read the book no i saw the movie on dvd probably in college for the first time i remember it was in one of the remember the dvds that had that were like made out of paper and had the little like snap (gasps) yes it was in one of those that's all i remember Yeah, yeah Um, yeah, so I probably watched it in college. I remember the cover very well, but that was the first time I saw it. Um, I guess I just missed it when I was a kid. Yeah. So, you know, moving on, (laughs) you know, I love how in the first episode we're like, we're not going to go through these movies plot beat by plot beat. And that's exactly what we're doing. And that's exactly because there's no other way. This movie's insane. Like when you talk about like watching this movie, it's all vibes and that's what makes the movie. But like when you break down the plot and everything that happens, there's just so much yeah. There's so much that happens. But then, like, when you walk away from it, you're like, that was a fun, cozy movie. Well, I mean, very different from When Harry Met Sally, our, our last episode. Because when, when Harry Met Sally is, is very little plot. Like, When Harry Met Sally is a yeah. hangout of a movie. And this yeah. movie... And this is all plot. Yeah. But the plot is not... But it doesn't matter. It is not great. Like, the, the point of the movie and is the vibe. Yeah. It's irrelevant. Yeah. It's the vibes. It's it's the it's the costumes. It's the, the soundtrack. Music. Oh my gosh, the house. score, the Alan Silvestri the music score. in this. Oh, it's so good. Oh. Yeah, I've got it on oh. some writing Anyways, playlists. Yeah, just to get the rest of it out of the way, Jillian gets possessed by the ghost of Jimmy, yeah. and then they have to do the seance, and then all the town's ladies come. Yeah, because this is the best part. There's a phone tree, and Sally's at the top of the phone tree, and she asks, and so all the ladies come. Margot Martindale is there. Margot Martindale. And so all these women who have ostracized them and hated them, it's a very interesting thing because, like, they're not the ones who need help. They have been taking the help of these witches for their whole lives. And the thing that actually brings them together and makes them decide that they like these women is that they're the ones who need help. You know, it's, it's that thing where like, you know, you see sympathy, they see the sympathy in these people because they need help, not because they can help them. It's a very kind of, it's a very, I mean, dare I say like feminine, like, connection you know it's the they need 12 women to make this coven complete to cast this spell to uh to get to rid 
Nicole Kidman's body of this of this malevolent spirit. And it's this very like yeah. divine feminine kind of, of thing. It's the 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 link, the brooms, and they're all standing there chanting. Yeah. And then they like they Brooms become friends. They become part of the community again. Like and it breaks mm-hmm. the curse. It breaks the curse. Sandra Bullock gets to be with Hottie McHot face. And embrace her family and her magic. Like the thing mm-hmm. that she turned her, her back on. Like Which she's extremely talented at. Yeah. But she's just like, I can't because it killed my husband. Yeah. Which like fair. Totally fair. And it's really it, it's it's really uh, beautiful. Um that's the that's the big thing that, that, that works in this movie. Like outside of the vibes, mm-hmm. I think like the ending is is really great. Yeah, yeah, them jumping off the roof. Yeah, and I mean, like that's definitely a Halloween costume I would love to recreate. Oh God, it's so uh, good. Yeah, with the hats in there because like it's such a like it's a it contrasts really well with the beginning where the town yeah. is hanging this woman for witchcraft, and at the end the town all comes together to see magic and celebrate it, and they're all cheering, uh, and the all of them jump off the roof and very slowly float down to the ground at the yeah. end. Um, and it's beautiful. They're yeah. all friends. Yeah. Um, Absolutely amazing. And uh, any, and any... Aiden Quinn is very confused um, and is like, <laughs> he's like, what? Well, I guess Magic? the murder's solved. Let's get married. You know, like. <laughs> oh, and he oh, says, he says, write... I wished for you too, and I cry. Yes, because he did. He and too. so that's what, like, that's the bit that you're like, this is definitely well. It's rom-com ish. It's rom-com adjacent. This movie's a lot of yeah. Yeah, it's rom-com adjacent because you do fall in love with the love. Yeah. Um, but it's despite not despite him being love. a cop because is... this is a pre-acab society that we're talking about here. Yeah. yeah. He's a fictional cop. That house isn't real. That town isn't Magic real. Magic isn't is real. real. Uh. Ma- no, says you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The magic <laughs> in this movie isn't real. Oh, and so in oh, this another... <laughs> fictional world, there can be decent cops. Yeah. Uh, I also wrote, so another thing from watching this movie when I was 10 years old was not only did I think that that spell with the roses worked, I also believed the thing, the ring around the moon. Oh my God. means dangerous oh coming. God. There was a ring around the moon the night that I watched this movie. <gasps> yeah. I was outside. Was and- this movie danger? I, or was it this podcast? No, it was like, just like, I mean, like it was a full moon, like what, two nights ago or something. And yeah, uh, we yeah. were outside and I said, uh, I said, there's a ring around the moon. Um, means dangerous means is coming. Dangerous coming. Yeah. And then broom fall down means company's coming. Yeah. And uh, blood on the moon um, means someone's going to die. Moon. Is what she says. She says. Um, yeah. Dangerous near. Yeah. 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 Something like that. What else? There's a lot of like really poetic stuff in this, which I assume has to be taken directly from the book. Um, You know, she's like, um, sometimes I feel like there's a hole inside of me, an emptiness that at times seems to burn. I think if you lifted my heart to you, you could probably hear the ocean. The moon tonight, there's a circle around it. Sign of trouble not far behind. I have this dream of being whole, of not going to sleep each night waiting. But still sometimes when the wind is warm and the crickets sing, sing, I dream of a love that even time will lie down and be still for I want someone to love me. I want to be seen. Maybe I had my happiness. I don't want to believe it, but there is no man, Jilly, only that moon. Uh, I mean, like, how sad. And also amazing work from Sandra Bullock. Oh, God, yeah. They're both great. They're both and Nicole Kidman is so great in this. In this. Like, yeah. Um, honestly, all the acting is is really good. And the thing that, like, this movie was, like, 
I don't think it was not a hit, but it was also like critically panned. Like I yeah. noticed the first that my first note is 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. Go mm-hmm. fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Um, this is canon because, in I mean, my household. And I read, yeah, yeah. It's like we watch it every fall. Yeah. Um, and I, one of the things I think is I read some of the reviews. It's all about like the, the people didn't like the tonal shift. They're like, well, what's this movie trying to be? You know? And it's like. Just let it wash over you. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it is. It's vibes. Like, yeah, it's it vibes. is. It's weirdly. It's got weirdly scary parts. There's a mm-hmm. possession scene in it. Yeah. Apparently, they had to like cut a lot of it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I read that there's like there's like, like a lot of footage missing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested in that. So, um, what do you remember from the book? You don't. Um, I don't remember. I what I remember from the book was it was the first book I ever read that had a sex scene in it and it did some oh. crazy things to my downstairs. Uh, <laughs> I had never known that a sex scene in a book could exist until I read Practical Magic. Nice. Um, and I, I don't really, I remember it being very different from the movie. Um, oh, really? But in reality, because I was looking it up today, uh, the differences between are, you know, I mean, they're not that, there's a fair amount, but it's not a ton. Um, I think the thing that really threw me off was that Sally and Jillian have a more strained relationship in the book. And, well, I mean, she's she's she leaves her, right? Yeah, and Jillian yeah. has a love interest. Um, the daughters are like teenagers. Um, okay. The book is set in the suburbs, not some weird random Massachusetts island. Which oh, it's not set in a beautiful house. I know. I you're making I, me want to read it less and less. I know it's set. I remember I really liked it, but I was really thrown because it is. It was just sort of like so different from the movie. Yeah. Like well, it was there's more like about several like, sequels to it too, like the book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'd say it's 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 definitely worth a read, uh, yeah. especially if you want some. I mean, it's probably a sex scene where they just like, and they did it, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> they did it. <laughs> what if it was really graphic? Uh, I I I own the book, so and I'm mm-hmm. at my parents' basement, so I can definitely go and check on that and Hell let yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh man, I can't remember the first time I read a sex scene in a book. I was definitely older than ten, though. Yeah, it was it was a shock. I wasn't reading a lot of adult books when I was ten years old. I was well, like reading read Animorphs um, the- when I was ten. Maybe I was like twelve, but like I read this because of the movie, because yeah, of yeah. the movie. Um, and anyways, any um any more thoughts? Um, I've got a couple of things here. I think I just want to make sure we got all of this. Oh, I love the bit where they're they're walking through the town, and uh, Aunt Jet is waving and smiling at everyone yes. and like being so sweet, and everyone hates Hello. them. It's so Hello. cute. Like and they're like, yeah. get away from me, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so I think good. it's really interesting that in most like fantasy movies and stuff, like there's always like a bit about how magic can't bring people back from the dead, mm-hmm. which this sort of does. But, um, and also most importantly, the, like it can't make you fall in love. Can't make you and this love. movie, like that's, but that's what they kind of do in this movie. I like mean... magic can definitely make you fall in love in this movie because like they, that's kind of how they, they do their business. Right. Like, like the, the townspeople come to them for, for love magic. I guess so. I was going to say, I mean, like, I feel like at least in Sally's case, it wasn't that magic made her fall in love. It just sort of like pushed her in the right direction to find her person. Well, no, no, I don't think that's true, actually, Emma, because because she said, you know, we didn't we never thought that you would love him. Yeah. 
we just wanted you to have a life because they thought that if she didn't love him, then he wouldn't die yeah. because that's the whole thing. But you have to love this person with, with your whole heart, heart for them yeah. to be affected with the curse. Yeah. Oh. So they thought by, by causing it, by making it a magic like connection, yeah. it wouldn't kill him. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that until now. Mm-hmm. One thing that I did really appreciate about this was you okay? What just happened? <laughs> So sometimes these little tendrils that hang down from my hair, like, poke me in the ear, and it gives me, like, a little shiver. Oh, I was like, oh, my God, Katie. Does that does that never happen to you? Uh, no. It doesn't, like, tickle? Your hair never tickles you inside of your ear? Uh, no, I, 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 no. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I think that's just a you thing. All right, well, well, fuck so, me then, okay. Anyways. One thing that I do really appreciate about this movie was that it is a um, a movie about second chances at romance where you yeah. can fall in love. And then if you lose that person, you can fall in love again. And I thought that that was a really, yeah. really um, redeeming, heartwarming sort of like message. To it's send. not a one. And they even they even say that. She's like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, he's not, you know, what they, he was the one, but there can be another yeah. one. You know? Yeah, there can be another one. Yeah. But yeah, any final thoughts, feelings, opinions? Yeah, I think we, uh, I think we got it all out. Yeah, amazing. It's good. Practical Magic, a movie that might, as our second movie for our romantic comedy podcast, isn't really a romantic comedy, but really, yeah, all movies. It's a strange. It is every movie. Practical Magic is you. It's it's Practical a it's a, it's a strange fit, but it is very like it's very fall and like you know this might come out. We're recording it yeah. the first week of October. Um, I think that we're going, you know, since yes. we are we are just starting this podcast, we, we're going to have like a little a little pause on the rollout of these. So it might be a few weeks later when it actually airs. But, you know, yeah. it's what was in our hearts and what we needed to watch in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it is. It's all vibes. It's, like, it's vibes. Oh God, this it's movie's so vibes. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning oh, in. Wait, 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 oh, wait. What no. are we what are we doing next week? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, what did you want to do next week? Hey listeners, this is Emma from the future just jumping in here real quick to say that next week, the movie Katie and I will be gabbing about is 2006's holiday classic, The Holiday, starring Cameron Diaz, Jack Black, Jude Law, and Kate Winslet. So in the meantime, you can go ahead and give us a follow on anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Also, give us a little follow on Instagram. We love those likes. We love for you to be involved. We love to drop little video clips from our episodes so that you can see our faces while we make jokes. Thank you guys so much, and we will talk to you next week. A very special thank you to all of those artist friends of ours who have helped us with this pod especially Andrew Milken and Nick Svoboda for doing the intro music and outro music and the illustration by the lovely Elena Henderson.